your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Thank you for joining us here on Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast where we review your favorite horror movies, series, comics, and books, and um, talk to indie creators about their upcoming and ongoing indie creations. I'm your host, Saul, and with me as always... Uh, it's Greg and the cat. And I'm David. All three of us are back here waiting, ready to review a couple episodes of, um, you know, that series that appeared on Fox Kids. Uh early 90s i believe right yeah came out in 95 just wanted to go ahead and get us in the mood of of the goosebumps and um you know make sure that we we all appreciate the the beautiful theme music in the background this music has no right to be as good as it is yeah <laughs> they didn't have to go that hard but they did this is this is that like honestly it could get like cut chopped and it could, it could it could get screwed, and it would be a club banger. It's almost as good as the Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Goosebumps real quick here. The Goosebumps were originally aired on Fox Kids in the United States in '95, and it ran for is that I think three normal seasons, and then it has a fourth like season made up of specials and stuff like that. But really, the specials came in as um, like here and there on like Saturday nights or I think it was either Saturday nights or Friday nights or something like that. Cause the very first episode the haunted mass was actually done as a special and not actually part of the show. Do you remember watching these when they first came out, Greg? You know, so uh, when these first came out, I was, I was in my first year of college, so I was not watching goosebumps. <laughs> first year of college. I was, I, I was, uh, I, I was, I was doing other things, but, I did watch them later when I was um, when they're out on VHS and I was babysitting. So this is how we're going to really show the age discrepancy in the podcast. <laughs> you were in college. I was like 10 years old. And I think David was like one or something. Um, I was born in 95 uh, <laughs> before the show came out, but. I can't remember whether it was Cartoon Network or uh, Nickelodeon showed reruns of this show. And so I saw it all as like a little kid around Halloween time and they were terrified. It was truly Uh scary. Yeah, no, this and this is something that came out on, uh, like I said, Fox Kids on a weekly or actually on a daily basis after school. I don't know. I don't remember if it came out originally on a daily basis or after a while, if it started coming out after school. Um, So I'd get home and. I would get home right in time to watch a new episode. Like I said, I don't, I, I don't remember if it was originally on Saturday mornings, and then, then when they finally had enough episodes that they started just to, to air them as, um, at, at, on a, you know, like those after after school, competing against Saved by the Bell and competing against mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I don't remember, and I, I really don't have the 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 will to go look for that, but. <laughs> yeah. when did it when did it really air oh man i bet you you know they probably you're probably right though they probably did at at some point they had enough uh episodes to do that kind of like they did mm-hmm. with saved by the bell so like a saturday morning they would just they would just swamp it you know and you would you would have like probably like four or five episodes back to back 
and you just get super scared. So just for those of you who don't know, Goosebumps is the a series that R.L. Stein uh, wrote and published by Scholastic Publishing. So we would, so I don't know if they still have this or not, but back in the day in elementary, they would um, con us into buying books. <laughs> <laughs> we would think that we're buying one book and then our parents would get mad because all of a sudden we're getting a book every month and we're getting charged for them. <laughs> all the books. All the books. And these, well, R.L. Stein's have been, uh, I guess, referred to as the Stephen King of kids. And I don't know, Stephen King and, and R.L. Stein, um, I guess, I guess you can say they're the, uh, what's it called? The similar? <laughs> what was it say? The, the bridge. Um, the, oh, the uh, bridge. Yeah. Between the uh, two or for yeah. at that age. I did. I remember I did collect these. They, I don't know if anybody else has this, but we would have, um, riff days reading is fundamental uh-huh. where you'd be able to go. This is like, I think twice a year, maybe even maybe uh, four times a year. I'm not remember, I don't remember, but you would get a day to go to the library and get a free book. Uh-huh. I was the one that was getting free goosebump books. And then I would find out which of my friends didn't read their books, even if they got them free and I'll get them to get goosebump books. So <laughs> that's how I got my books. Smart. Yep. So these books usually um, follow children, uh, usually two, and they find themselves in scary situations with either monsters, supernatural elements, or, you know, little trip out things. I, I kind of, um, I see them more like a, a spinoff of a, or a kid version of Twilight Zone than, than um, Stephen King books and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. they always ended with a little twist. Oh, yeah. The first book came out was Welcome to Dead House in July of 92. And as of right now, there's 235 books uh, in the Goosebumps series, um, including the original Goosebumps, but also it has Goosebumps 2000, Scare Yourself, or Give Yourself Goosebumps, Tales to Give You Goosebumps, Goosebumps Triple Header, Goosebumps Horrorland, Goosebumps Most Wanted, Goosebumps Slappy World. And I think, I think that was it. There were there was another one that never got released, but I won't, don't remember the name of that one. But I think that's I think I got them all. The only ones that I remember actually reading are Goosebumps, Goosebumps 2000, and Give Yourself Goosebumps. Uh, not all of them, but here and there I'd get them. I know, like when when these books were coming out, like the original ones, I was reading them in high school, and I'm pretty sure they were my. Um, I don't bring them around places because I didn't want to get the question. Why are you reading a kid's book? Are you, are you, are you in that like reading class? <laughs> Cause that's a kid's book, <laughs> but I, I would, but they were fun to read, you know? So I, I, I know I've read a majority of these books and in even, even as an adult, because like, I mean, they're just, they're fun to just go back and enjoy. And the, uh, the ones that you're talking about, those newer ones. Uh, I know there was a couple of graphic novels that had come out as well. Yeah, I, I found that out a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, man, I want to get some, but I don't have room. Where to, I don't no, have anywhere to put them right now. Dude, you should. They're pretty They're pretty good. <laughs> the first one that we're going to be looking at, and this is where I don't know how to how 
if we're actually putting them in order that we're watching them in order that we should be watching them. If we watch them in order the way Netflix is, it's out of order from what, like, let's say Wikipedia says, what Goosebumps um, Wiki says and all that. So we're going to go based off. Of, I just went off Wikipedia. I don't care. Um, <laughs> season one, episode one and two are uh, the Haunted Mass part one, part two. Uh, it was a two part. Like I said before, it was. If I remember correctly, it was on a Saturday. I can actually look that up because it aired on October 27th. Let's see. It was a Friday. So even even weirder that it was, that it was Friday because normally the stuff didn't come out on Friday or at least Christmas didn't come out on Friday. It was a special that they did. And um, it aired here on Fox, the Fox Network. It gained 7.9 million viewers. It was the highest um, rated episode um, in the in Canada. And with uh, three million viewers there, and um, actually the the girl who played Carly Beth obtained a uh, Gemini Award uh, nomination for best performance in the children or youth program series. Oh wow, yeah, that's awesome. This is also the first one that I see that uh, or that I remember seeing that was released on VHS. I, yeah, they used to come out. They used to do episodes just randomly on VHS because VHS only held a certain amount of of time on them, right? So <laughs> I. I remember Goosebumps. I remember like uh, individual episodes of the Power Rangers coming out in on VHS. You'd go to like, let's say, like JC Penny, or I don't even know if you guys know what JC Penny is, but um, <laughs> you would find. I, I remember JC Penny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, let's talk about the first episode. Um, like I said, it's just con- considered technically season one, episode one and two, and depending on where you look at. Um, if you go through Netflix, it's con- it's part of the um, specials. So, yeah, that threw me off because I was like, what is going on? I was like, damn it, Saul, what have you done? You picked a special. And I was like, no, he picked it based off of this. This is <laughs> this is how he did it. Oh, you Netflix, why did you mess us up? I've noticed that in other programs too. Yeah. Where cause I'm such a nerd that sometimes I'll, I'll be watching a TV show and I'm like, oh, I want to, I, I'll see something, I hear something, I go look it up. And I'm like, it's not in the order that it is on Hulu or it's not in the order it is on Netflix. And I'm like, what the heck? Why does it do this? Or, yeah, it's like not how you remember it being played out on, on TV. Mm-hmm. And you know the order based off of, I, um, like, not to get it by own butt, but Mike and I actually make a reference to this in, in this in this thing that we're doing right now because it's like it's such a relevant and and pertinent thing in our in how we watch things streaming it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's such a it's a hassle messing with your mind (laughs) i don't know if the way they put them on hulu and put them on netflix or whatever the streaming services if they put them in order the way they were aired because Honestly, I don't remember this being the first one that I, I mean, Haunted Mask, yes, but the next one we're going to be talking about, which is Cuckoo Clock of Doom. I don't remember that being the first episode of of Goosebumps that aired. I remember it being The Girl Who Cried Monster. And that's the first season one episode that appears on Netflix. So I don't know if that's how they they order them on, on, on streaming is how they, they aired compared to when they actually recorded them or the actual production dates. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. Cause like some of the other ones that are, that are on there are like number two, but it's before number one. And I'm like, why is it? Why, why is that? <laughs> What's going so, on? so the haunted mask is based on the 11th book of the original Goosebumps series. Once again, written by R.L. Stein published by Scholastic. 
and it's actually considered a best um wait let me make sure yeah when uh, the um when Arlstein appeared as a bestseller a fox kids uh took notice of that and decided they were going to go ahead and and um create a, the tv series which which con- included our which concluded with uh, the first airing of haunted mass we start off the episode with uh, R.L. Stein himself talking to us. Um, for some reason, I thought it was Ben Stein because that's all his, <laughs> <laughs> his cadence is. Um, but you guys have met R.L. Stein in person, haven't you? Yes, we have. It's a picture on my wall right now. Um, <laughs> now, is it a picture of R.L. Stein with like trees through a window at a car or something like that? <laughs> no, it's David. a picture of me with the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's David stalking him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was what? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, was like three ish years ago, he yeah. was doing a book signing up in uh, uh, Kent, right, Greg? Uh, Des Moines. Des Moines. But yeah, close to. Yeah. And uh, I think he's putting out a new uh, book, and he was doing a talk at one of the local high schools, and uh, we the four of us went and it was great he was the most entertaining person like the kindest man and the like the auditorium was packed and i don't think all the librarians knew that like this many people would show up and then he stood in line he told the funniest stories oh my and then gosh. at the very end he wait he like signed everybody's book Every, his, the whole time his wife was like come on we got to go we got to go and then like greg and i we were like the last in line and i didn't have a book to sign but i just wanted a photo with him and like he was so nice and taking everybody's photo and uh, coolest guy ever. Yeah, just genuinely nice. And we stood in line outside for like, I mean, how long was it? it we The little line wrapped around the high school and down the city block. Yeah, like, just to get in. Yeah. And they were just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? I don't know if there's enough room in the auditorium. And I mean, people were sitting on people and standing on their shoulders just to see the man. It was insane. I... <laughs> did he ask you um how you were a fan if you were like his age uh, <laughs> he he i he asked me if i was david's father <laughs> no, i'm just joking we got a discount book that way yeah <laughs> he's like i'll take a picture of your kid <laughs> oh you got a book to sign too huh <laughs> yeah, yeah it's mine like i actually introduced him to the books <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, uh, that's awesome because I remember you told me you were going to do that, and I'm like, oh, you. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was super cool. Yeah, his stories were ridiculous. Like he's such a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Well, he used to write jokes, joke books. Um, so yeah, and it was incredibly funny. Though I won't tell its entirety, but the last story he told, like the entire auditorium, was like a ghost story from his childhood, and like even kind of scary as adults. I was like, I was really, really in the uh-huh. end of my seat, and then the story ends with him looking at us and being like. But who really believes in ghosts anyway? And he just starts laughing and just walks off the stage. Yeah, it was just like, whoa, (laughs) this guy, he is a good storyteller. (laughs) (laughs) So he starts off the episode, like I said, he's real, real dry, real. um, I I mean, does that how how did he sound in, in real life or was he a lot more? I mean, it sounded like he was a lot more jovial. It's it it kind of it kind of went in and out like the I think you know he just kind of does 
a bit of the dryness is is kind of him and and then as he gets into some of the bits and, and bobbles of the story uh when he's telling stories it it comes to life and, and some of the other stuff comes out but yeah there was there was there was some moments where it's just it's it's just very base mm-hmm. if you will and that's kind of where the he sets you with the hook and then you're just along for the ride now the haunted mask is considered probably one of the other than than the the what's it called light of the living dummy um these two probably are the best known uh episodes or books of the series mm. i just remember seeing the the cover art for this one and i'm like oh man that's an ugly ass um <laughs> <laughs> who would ever put that on their face <laughs> obviously the <laughs> probably uh, bathwood yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. I remember the mask on the end the episode looking almost exactly like the cover, but it doesn't. I remember it looking just like Curly Beth's face. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that Not be Greg. terrible? Not <laughs> like, Greg. She was the monster all along. <laughs> no, Greg, you're you're turning into one of the kids. Or the, the... Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm Steve or Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm rotten. By the way, you can find you can find a. A haunted mask mask um on amazon for like 40 bucks don't put it on because we're gonna get there and why you shouldn't there's a whole reason (laughs) let's get into the episode and talk about the kids that appear in this um in this episode carly beth is our carly beth caldwell is the main character in this who is very um one of those kids that are scared of everything scared of their shadow and her classmates just pick on her and I remember watching it, and I'm like, yeah, she deserves to get picked on. And I'll have to look at She's a scary kid. But now, you know, going back and seeing it, I'm like, man, these freaking kids are jerks. Nothing but bullies. But even her friend, even her friend is kind of like in on it, too. Uh, she likes making fun of her, too. But kind of still holds holds a Carly as a, you know, she kind of still wants to make sure she doesn't get injured or anything. What do you guys uh, think of our our characters here in this, in this first episode we're reviewing? Yeah, the kids were like very... In rewatching it, they're reminiscent of like pretty like stock characters of like two thousands and nineties shows with the dress and the way they bully each other and acted and sibling sibling rivalry. First yeah. of all, I I dress like this right now, so ah, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, they they bully her pretty bad to the point where they even put a worm in her in her sandwich. Her friend Sabrina is such a like she she is she's totally on the side with the dudes. Steven, what's what I'm saying is like yeah. she she she's with them at, at the same time. She wants to make sure she doesn't get hurt like that, but she it's not like she's trying to stop it. Yeah, she's uh, she's just as bad. She be, she needs to be kicked in the shin. <laughs> like I said, they even put a worm in her in her sandwich um, at school, which I don't know how they would do that. If um, she has it in, in her backpack or anything like that, dude, like, they what do they do to distract her to do that? I don't know. They're sneaky. They're master magicians. Although worms are very high in protein, and you know, if she ate it, she'd be okay. I've eaten them before. They're not so bad. What is it? Uh, slimy yet satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, enough of them sustain you, and you know, you can carry them in your mouth to keep them warm when you go fishing. Yeah, or that's maggots. I'm sorry, different. It's similar. Oh yeah. yeah grubs but i mean she should be fine 
it, yeah, it was pretty messed up. I don't know how they got it in there. Because, like, if it was in her backpack and there, it's in a bag, there's a lot of stuff. There, there's a lot of business going on there to get that worm in there. First of all, it, was it common that kids took their own lunch to school? Uh, Yeah, I had to take my lunch to school every day. Yeah, I mean, it depends. And I just ate the school lunch. It, I think it just depends on the... Uh, Probably just depends. Maybe <laughs> on the day. If you know that you're getting pizza, you're not going to bring lunch. If you know that you're going to get like whatever that that like crap lasagna that's like crispy, mostly mm-hmm. like you're going to bring a lunch. But if you know it's like something good, like if it's Salisbury steak day, I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm asking. Yeah. The squared pizzas, come on. The squared yeah, pizzas. Yeah. Pizza day, Salisbury steak day, good days. Taco days are questionable because they always make the tacos in the morning and one of them sit. So, I mean, tuna sandwich sounds great. I'm going to bring that from home. <laughs> a quick note on the worm. Yes. The, and I've read it a couple of times and I guess they just take it as if it was, this is a true story, is that the actress, Catherine Long, that plays Carly, she asked for a real worm so that she can get an authentic uh reaction to biting down on the worm oh geez it took 12 takes 12 with the, takes. Real, with the real worm each time um i don't know i think after the first take you would know how to react so just replace it maybe i don't know dedication to the craft right here yeah maybe she just like eating worms and didn't want to let people know she's biting down and eating the worm itself mm-hmm. she, well it probably took 12 takes because she was she was getting in there and like oh no i actually ate half the worm <laughs> Oh, but she asked for herself, so what I mean, like <laughs> as this show progress as this episode progresses, the the character gets creepy and you know, the character is fifty percent what the character is on the page and fifty percent of what the actress or actor brings. So obviously Yeah, she's a little creepy later on. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. She she's already there, Saul. She's already well, there. That's one of the things that one of the themes we need to talk about. Because we originally had found out that her mom had made a duck costume for her Mm-mm. for Halloween. And uh, she decides that she does not want to be a duck anymore no. because it's too, um, too cutesy, I guess. <laughs> too ducked up. Um, but even, I mean, even her little brother makes fun of her, which I mean, happens a lot in these Goosebumps um, books and episodes is that they always have that little brother, little or younger cousin or something. Mm-hmm. Someone that pretty much, is a jerk or someone you wished wasn't would would just disappear and um, we'll talk about that later on as well. She decides that she no longer wants to be scared. She no longer and she wants to go ahead and be something scary. I believe earlier they had run into a store they had never seen before, and she runs to that store to look for a scary um, costume or mask or something. She doesn't really find anything that she finds noteworthy until she runs into a what's it called a um, hidden room. Which, come on, guys, kids, kids, do not go into hidden rooms in stores of people you do not know. Dude, as a, people, you know, as a person that owns a store, people go into the back room all the time. They think like, oh, they got something special back there. And yes, we do. It's called like my lunch in the refrigerator <laughs> and maybe like a Chewbacca stand up or something like that. That's not for sale. But seriously, yeah, don't go in the back room because the uh the store owner is going to get mad like this guy because he's like losing his bananas. Back there, you'll find uh, human suits. Yeah, skin suits. 
Yeah. Actually, actually, no. Like in our in our shop, it looks like a murder room, and somebody asked what it was, and I had tarps down because I was gonna do some work back there, and I was like, "We're getting ready for some things to happen back here," and they like, <laughs> "Okay," and I was like, "That's why you don't go in the back room." I'm a Dexter. <laughs> I know, seriously. And then they they looked at me like I was the weirdo, and I was like, "You're my back room, dude. Get out." <laughs> Carly finds these ugly masks, these horrible looking masks, and she wants to buy, which the store owner refuses to sell to her. Somehow he doesn't, he does nothing to really stop her from taking it. And she tosses money at him so that she wouldn't technically be stealing. Here's your money. Uh, but, you know, he, he doesn't really do much to stop her. And then he kind of just looks at her and he's like, you dumb, dumb girl. Oh, oh no, please don't take the mask. Oh, thanks for the That's money. Don't That's pretty go. much what it looks like. I wonder if that was uh, intentional, being that he like that was what the direction he was given, or yeah. that was just really that bad acting at that time. <laughs> oh, your face, it's so pretty. Don't take that mask. No, don't go. I think he even offers her to, to give her a free gorilla costume. Yeah, take the gorilla suit. It's made with real gorilla fur. That won't scare my friends. Sure, it will. Is the, uh, is the Godzilla's costume made with real Godzilla's fur? Oh, yeah. Godzilla has fur. Authentic. Yeah, I'm confused. You put it on. You know how you adhere it. You the king the the King Kong costume. You know how you mm-hmm. put it on with gorilla it. glue. She decides he doesn't want the gorilla costume, um, even if it's made with real gorilla hair or some hair of some sort. And uh, she takes the mask. She puts it on and scares her little brother, her little Lord Drick brother. And um, they realize that she has a graspier, um, deeper voice when she has the mask on. That she does not know where it comes from. But, you know, that's scary. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Her brother's, like, legitimately scared. Like, oh, my gosh. Who are you in my house? (laughs) Now, looking at it right now, it does look, it's an ugly mask. It wouldn't scare me now. But as a kid watching this, it was a pretty terrifying mask. Oh, I I remember watching this episode and, like, being very scared. The mask was scary. The mask her mom made of Carly Beth is scary. Oh, that's freaky. Dude. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. But yeah, first, I mean, of course you're going to be scared. You're you're one years old. The duck costume, that's freaking weird. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the the, the we 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 just totally skipped over that. Carly Beth's mom makes this um what is it? Plaster or Paris? What is it called? Yeah. A mold uh, of of her face. Yeah. Just to and have even Carly Beth says, says that it's creepy. Yeah, like that's like the kind of mask that like a um, like a CSI investigator makes to to find like a, a missing person or like Death a mask. Yeah, like the kind of oh hey, we found somebody in the river and we're we're like half their face is gone, but their bone structure is there. So let's like just like get a reconstruction, um, and you know put some meat on it, and that's what it looks like. And I'm like, that's, and then let's just put it on the the what on the on the mantle. That's weird. But also, what the heck is plaster of Paris? It's just plaster, like the like arts and crafty type of stuff. I have some at the house for casting faces and stuff like that, and you know, making making molds of people. Sometimes, sometimes you can like you could actually do a facial mold. Actually, think about that. If you took a if you did exactly what Carly Best Mom did, and then somebody passed away, and you had one of those like heads, and then you put you had them cremated and put their ashes inside of it, and then you could have them in your home forever, just like that. They just well, at least um, I just saw a ad saying yeah. that they they do those now. Oh my gosh, I'm already yeah, like but... I'm behind the curve. <laughs> uh, no, she says don't 
be careful with it because it's it's very delicate because it's plaster of Paris, so it might crack. Yeah, plaster of Paris is like it, it is pretty. Um, of all the stuff you can make a molding of or with, it will it's it's pretty fragile. So as we see the show move forward, both Ann and I were like, "Dude, that thing's gonna break." It didn't break. Oh my god, what is she doing? I was to say, she says it's really it's really uh, fragile, but later on we see it being dropped and kicked around or or thrown around and nothing really happens to it yeah that thing is that thing is like fiberglass <laughs> I mean, the first thing we see though is right after they leave the room where they where they introduce this this plaster is that it smiles and I'm like oh it's alive we never it's get an we never get an explanation on it but yeah well it's got life in it and love in it life in love man. yeah and that's foreshadowing love plays an important character in this episode yep Yep, yep. Love, um, love we, will keep us together. <laughs> heading back to the the time that she's scaring her brother, um, the mask doesn't come off. Mm. Or at least, at least it's hard to take off the first time around. Oh, yeah. She's like struggling. She's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> she quickly puts it back on for a second time so she can go trick-or-treating. And I don't know if it does it in the episode. I don't remember. But in the uh, the book, it does kind of like a shrink, shrink wrap kind of um, suction on her face when she puts it on the second time around. Yeah, and I think it I think it like tightened up because I was like I, when when she had it on when she was scaring her brother, it just looked like it was on her head. But when she went out to talk to the like or scare the kids and stuff like that, it looked like it was more fit. Yeah, the first time she had it on, you can still see the mask and the eyes like separation. Mm-hmm. The second time she puts it on, there is no like line between the eyes and and the mask itself. It looks like it's like it's like it's like the book says it's like shrink wrapped around her. Yeah, it's slowly becoming part of her. Now let's talk about the ugly part of this episode. Is how Carly Ben acts <laughs> when she has the mask on. Oh, like Stephen Chuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, she freaking scares these little girl, little girl, and little kid, and um, while they're trick or treating, and she's being a jerk. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she's 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 such a nice girl at the beginning of the show, and she turns into just a turd, a mean the girl. Is, the oh. thing is, the shop owner said that, or says that, the mask only brings out what's inside. <sighs> so inside, she is a bad person. Oh my gosh! She's a little turd. She's just scared of everything. <laughs> but she's a turd. Yeah. And she's scared to be a turd. So she's I mean, I'm, t- I'm, I'm reading that correctly, right? I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm taking that context, in, uh, right? That's, That's what he says. Thing. Yeah. David said it. David knows. <laughs> she does scare the, the bullies who are dancing around in the middle of a, of, I don't know what, where they're at. I think they're in a cemetery. They're, Is that what they're, they are? They're, yeah. I'm thinking of a sea shanty. They've been looting kids with their pirate costumes and <laughs> getting all the candy and scaring each other. Honestly, if, if I were run into anybody dressed like that and singing the sea shanty, I would, I, I would pick on them. Um, I don't know how these kids are bullies. <laughs> uh, I'm always, I wasn't a bully back then, but you know, I mean, even I would bully them. I don't know. Wow. So did you put on the mask? Is this the, is this what's inside? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like this is something so stupid that that boys would be doing. 
Uh, and I guess it feels like that's something that a lot of 90 kids bullies did that they always seem like even more of a dork or a nerd than like real kids that got bullied. Yeah. They do the dumber. They do like they do things that would get them bullied because, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that's true. Most bullies are they, the reason why they bully other kids is because they see the thing in the, in the person that they don't like about themselves. So they're just as dorky too. So, yeah. And they do, you know, silly things and they're like, but they do it in private. So no one can see. And all it takes is some conversation to make them be friends. Yeah. And then they can always into to these shows. Yeah. Uh, but she just scares the crap out of them. And oh uh, gosh. she takes out, well, she's carrying the plaster Paris mold on a stick so it can look like she got decapitated and this monster's carrying her around. And while she's showing it to the, to these bullies, it starts talking, asking them for help, which the graphics, the, <laughs> the, the graphics at this moment in the nineties, um, it was like the annoying orange with the lips. <laughs> if y'all don't know what the annoying orange, please don't look at that. That's so stupid. No, you should. It's great. Do it. Watch everything. Annoying orange, you'll fall down the rabbit hole of it, and you won't be able to stop. So yeah, so uh, at after this point, Sabrina catches up to her and um, pretty much asks her like, "What the heck are you doing?" She um, is able to tell Sabrina that she was able to scare the the crap out of these bullies, and oh. they decide to go to her house. But she buries where, her mat. Her she buries her 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 head. Oh bust. yeah, she abandons the the plaster of Paris. Which if you know, even if you don't like it, being that your mom made it, that's a pretty jerk move to do. Also, pretty traumatic. I feel like you're burying yourself. Like, there's some things to unpack there in therapy, Carly Beth. Well, that's the oh, that's yeah. the uh, that's the symbolism of it. That she's abandoning herself, and the, the mask is taking over. Old Carly Beth is dead. Yep. She 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 buries that thing like a like a hideous little monster dog thing. She's like digging. <laughs> yeah, she's making all those grunts and noises. Yeah, it's it's that was pretty freaky to me. And, and I'm gonna say when Carly Beth was without the mask, I feel like the direction that she's given the way she to act is pretty bad. Uh uh-huh. But when she has the mask on, it looks like it feels like such a different person. Oh, totally. That it's like. Maybe she is a better actor than I gave her credit for because there is that such there's such a difference in the way she acts. Like, yeah, just act like just act like an. Well, I mean, she does act like an awkward kid mm-hmm. when she doesn't have the mask on, and then when she puts the mask on, she there. It's like, all right, you got the mask on, go. You are a crackhead, <laughs> and she goes with it. No, I. She, she's doing cartwheels through the cemetery. She's she's digging up. She's digging up her own grave. She's stealing candy from kids and throwing it at the door, telling like she almost like makes a murder threat to that mom. <laughs> I'm coming back for you. God! <laughs> uh, that's funny. But yeah, she she does. She is like a, it's a 180 of her, how she acts. She's like 100 yeah. percent better. She doesn't know who she is without the mask anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she goes to Sabrina's house and she finds out that she can't remove the mask. And they find out that there is no seam between the mask and her neck. So, uh, what the heck's going on here? Harley decides to go to the shopkeeper. I'm going to say she does exactly what I probably would have done. And she like goes for a knife and she's like, I'm going to cut this thing off. And just to think, like, if the mask is actually attached, 
how horrific would that be <clears throat> if you do take a knife and start to try to cut the mask off that you know is a mask that is no longer a mask that's a whole other that's a whole other movie and that goes from whatever this is if it's i'm imagining probably pg maybe g oh, it's it's rated g it's rated g oh my gosh think about that now you're at like pg 13 <laughs> No, I'm saying it's rated G because of goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but I mean <laughs> it's rated goosebumps. But no, no, no. That's what that's what it used to come out on the TV. It used to said this show is rated G, but then they were forced to I think um, change it over to like Y seven or something like that, but, or something but, like that. Something that is might be too scary for kids under seven. But I'm just thinking, like, I mean, it is a that's a scary moment right there when you're thinking about cutting your own face off. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. I mean. Um, don't like people like on meth and stuff like that do that's, that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like this, this mask is a drug, man. Yeah, the metaphor. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I mean, she didn't. She, she got addicted to to being this person that she's not. Yeah, or it, or maybe she is. I don't know. But uh, she she didn't want to go back. But then when she decides she like she doesn't want to go back, she can't. And yeah. she goes to the shop shop owner, and the shop owner kind of looks at her like, yeah, and we're talking about. These things aren't real. These these things aren't masks. They're real. He says they're real human faces, but he made them. So I don't know how they can be real human faces they're unless he cut face. people's heads off. Yeah, they're, they're, each one was his face. Like he he made something to cover his what he considered to be his ugliness, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And over time, they just they just um, turned uh, ugly. But they also got a mind of their own, and they want to attach themselves to humans. But like I said, he made, they're still masks at the end of the day. They're still masks. Even if they were made with human, real human skin or whatever, mm-hmm. he made them to cover his face. So they're still technically masks, even though he can say, he says that they're like, they're actually faces. Right. I mean, yeah. am, yeah. am, am, yeah. I, am I, am I reading this? I mean, you could, you could, you, you could make a mask to cover your face that becomes real and then you don't want it anymore because it's ugly. And then it could want to have somebody to wear it. So yeah, that makes sense. And it's a, it's a real, it's a real face. And I've seen, seen another face. Yeah, I've seen documentaries and or movies based on real life situations where people do wear real faces. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is real life. Oh my gosh. R.L. Stein. What kind of darkness have you brought to these children? What have you put in the Carly Beth? What have you done? He does reveal that if she's only removed it, the mask once, which means she's only put it on twice, that there's still a chance that she can take it off with a symbol of love. Which he doesn't really explain what that means. He doesn't explain what you need to do with the symbol of love. Um, because she kind of realizes what it is at the time. Uh, she actually screams at the first and she awakens the mask and they come after her. Oh. But, but when she's being chased by the other mask, she, she goes up to the plaster mo, mo, uh, Paris molding that her mother did. And she digs it up and she uses the plaster Paris, but how does she use it? She just picks it up. Yeah. Right? She, how it, does she use it? She just, she just looks at it and then all of a sudden magically her, the mask comes off kind of it loosens its grip because she sees the love that her mom put into the making the, the, the bust of her face. 
I wonder if it's more her realizing that she was loved all along more than anything that took it off. Yeah, I think it was like a combination, right? She like unburies the mask. She like realizes how she hurt her mom. And then that symbol of love between her family, herself, overpowered the mask. Um, that animation, though, with all the flying mask. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that, uh, that was extreme. I think um, Goosebumps did that a lot where they did like something floated in the air, but they did like that trail. Yeah, that mm-hmm. um, I'm not even sure what the what the uh, proper effect is called, but it's like that little trail of faces. It was <laughs> great. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Sonic! This, this is the most '90s thing." <laughs> the twist comes at the end when um, Carly is, re- is happy to see her mom. She's she is so happy that she has the mask off, and she turns around and sees that her brother Noah is wearing the mask. Why? <laughs> well, she didn't tell him. She just said. Uh... No, how did the mask get to the house? She left it in the cemetery, didn't she? She should have buried that thing. I thought she left it in the cemetery. Carly Beth, why? Well, it's the one in her, her body. Uh, did it float to the house? Did it follow her? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, the other ones floated without without having any body on them. So She should have buried it. She, she should have buried it the way she buried her own head. Yes. Yeah. I'm disappointed. She knew better. Yep. And th- this is one of those Twilight Zone endings that I was talking about is, uh-oh, it's not over. It's not over. And then Although, how do you fix that? I mean, get a knife and cut it off your brother's head? <laughs> that'd, be the, that'd be the easiest. I know. <laughs> Especially after he's teased her all the time. I guess it's just going to be stuck. Maybe inside he's loving. So it'll be. I don't think so. It doesn't work that way. Oh man. He's going to bring out. It's going to heighten his turdness. But I mean, the thing is here, we will, we'll probably talk about the second episode or the second part um, later on at, at some point. The haunted mask two does not even mention. Noah having the mask on. They don't even bring it up. They don't even talk about him even wearing the mask at, at all. <laughs> Which, The Haunted Mask 2 is one of the fir- first uh, Kusum books that I read as well. So after this one, I read that one. Yeah. And then I think after that one, I read How I Got My Shrunken Head. Uh-huh. And The Headless Ghost. I think that's how I read them, if I remember correctly. But I didn't I didn't read them in the order that they came out. I remember just loving all the covers. Like, the covers to me always stuck out so much. Yes, uh... The the covers were always, I, I'm I'm guessing the covers were probably what everyone remembers. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who wrote them, Jack Jacobus or something like that. Um, he did a really good job at portraying the the horror in some of these. Sometimes the, I'm gonna say that sometimes the the cover didn't actually actually portray the the uh, monster on the inside of the book. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know if that was because. Well, from what I understood, he drew the cover before the book was even written. So sometimes he would be given direction, and then maybe Artelstein decided to change it up last minute or something. I don't know. It, I mean, that kind of thing happens, I'm sure, a lot. So it, you know, here's here's the idea. 
draw it up, and it's like, well, but it's different. <laughs> He's. It's been said that Arlstein has been able to come up with one of these books in ten days. That's I. He's a he's a master writer. He's a prolific writer, yeah. I will say my my wife's response to the show, um, to this episode, was the book was different, very different, because she literally just read the book <laughs> and she was excited to watch the episode because she hadn't seen it in a while. Was it so, that much different though? Um, there was there was uh, slight differences, and she was like, I, she, the ending I think was different. I don't remember the way it ended, but I I remember it being pretty faithful. There was I, I think like the um. There was a couple a couple moments that were uh, different, and maybe some stuff was explained a little differently in the book. But well, I know that they they go into the uh, whole bullying thing. They they bully her so much more in the book. Yeah, and I think that's why she was like, you know, in the that's why she becomes more aggressive or more the way she is. And I think that um, you know they have to shorten it up, tighten it up for the episode. And in the book, they can they can expand on that and, and get you to understand. Oops understand why and how but Anne was like yeah. oh, she she gets she gets she gets bullied she is uh and the, the way that the ending is is different so there's a lot more expansion in the book as to how and why that's the first episode and the first two-parter of the goosebump series you know what time it is what time oh yeah it's time to talk about the next episode, uh, the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Like I said before, this is the way that I found them online. Netflix has them a different ang- a different order, so I didn't even go back and check. <laughs> I mean, if you go to the if you go to the Goosebumps wiki, it says it's season one, episode three. Um, previous episode being the Haunted Mask. Next episode being the Girl Who Cried Monster. So if if I'm gonna re- if I'm gonna believe a wiki, it's gonna be the Goosebumps wiki. It's gonna be. I yeah. have to ask though, seriously. Are you all dancing along with this music? Because if you're not, I don't know how you cannot. Oh yeah, I got my glow sticks. You got your glow sticks. I, I'm seriously like I'm. I got my. I'm, I'm kind of doing a little, a little bit of like a little East Side slide. <laughs> you know, because it's easy just to throw your elbows up and just kind of move with it. A little shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, you know, just slide it back and just do, 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 do. Hmm. We didn't talk about the differences in the book. Did did you know? Did she tell you anything specific that it's different in the book for for Haunted Mask? So I guess we'll just jump back real quick. For Haunted Mask, just that uh, just that it had the um, uh, with with the bullying and the slight difference in the ending, and and then all that she didn't she didn't remember it ending the way that it did, uh, the way the episode did. Um, the one thing that I do remember it being different is that the shopkeeper sells it to her in the in the um the book. <laughs> He's even more of a jerk in the book. Fuck, knowing take what your mask. Do. Yeah, well, even knowing knowing what they do, uh, mm-hmm. he still sells it to her. Yeah, He's just a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything that any, – any other thing that I can really remember that is different. Let's jump to the um, Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Oh, yeah. This one is um, was released in February of '95, and the it's number twenty eight in the series. No, but number one in your hearts. <laughs> this book came out in February '95. This episode aired in November of '95. That's a quick turnaround. Whoa! Tagline: I didn't do this one for the for Haunted Mask, but the tagline is uh, "Keep your eye on the birdie." 
<laughs> um, real quick, the bird in the episode looks really nasty. He looks really ugly. Yeah, it's kind of jacked up looking. Compared to the to the book cover, the cover one looks, looks it looks mean and all that, but it doesn't look ugly. This episode premiered on November third, nineteen ninety five, on the Fox Kids block. We are right away introduced to probably one of the worst little sisters in Goosebumps history. Oh man, Tara the Terrible um, is what they called her in the book. I think mm-hmm. she's obnoxious. She's bratty. If the purpose was to make us hate her, mission accomplished. This little girl continuously bullies her older brother. He's, what, older than her by, what, at least six years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Six years. At she's, least six years. She's kind of like like borderline. Would you would you, would you you say, like, if, if you're going to give her, like, a mental a mental eval, would you say she's kind of like a psychopath, maybe? Like, I would. I mean, the kind of stuff that she pulls on him. Like, she's leaving, like, a blood trail for him to find. <laughs> and then... And then scaring him with like a, a weird hand puppet like that's that <laughs> and her friends are like we got him <laughs> <laughs> we almost gave him a heart attack yeah at 12 Dude, that's messed up and then she calls him a crudge yeah oh, the heck is that and then, she's, then she says it starts full backwards i'm gonna start what? using it stupid crudge crudge that's um, fetch that's creative i mean it's awful but it's creative it is well, it's, it's, she's a, she's a psychopath that's why Psychopaths are usually um, are usually pretty smart, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, look at us. <laughs> oh my god! Did you say look at us? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he did. I, I don't know if I'm a psychopath. Maybe a um, sociopath. <laughs> and everyone seems to really like Tara, though. Like, why would some? Why would someone like having Tara around? Why? Well, it's a classic younger sibling thing. Like, she behind doors to her brother. She's this awful person. And then around everybody else, she's an angel, but nobody knows the truth except her older brother. They see her do this stuff, though. The, they yeah. see her trip him at his birthday. Okay, I'm gonna say people people that see the ugly side or the terrible side of Tara, um, they know what she's capable of, and they're like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't want to be on the receiving end, so I'm gonna be with you, rooting for you, go you." I support all the terrible things you do because I don't want them to happen to me. We need to talk about Tara. Yes. <laughs> we need to talk about Tara because she is going to be, um, oh my gosh, what is she? Oh, Saul, is she going to learn archery? <laughs> oh God, no. I don't want that again. That is, oh my God, that's a painful, like I put that in my, with, up there with kids and gummo as movies that I don't want to rewatch, but I know they're really good cinema. Ooh, painful. So yeah. So she trips him while he's carrying his cake, which, you know, good thing he didn't have any candles on it. Cause he could have really easily poke his eye out. Oh my God. Think if he had candles on that cake, he would have like had fire face. <laughs> And if they were on fire, like lit, and he was like walking out there and everybody was going to sing him in, happy birthday, and man, trip to the emergency room, whoa. I think the worst thing, though, is that he does, she does this in front of the girl that she knows he likes. Ooh, yeah, classic. Even more classic little sister, right? Yeah. Dude, David and I are on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, David, being being a sibling and having younger siblings, did anyone ever do this to you? 
Uh, I mean, I feel like I embarrass myself on my own in front of my uh, high school crushes, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just, like, going along with the bit that, yeah, little sisters would oh, embarrass you. I embarrass myself in front of my wife all the time, so <laughs> I still do that. So. It's true. I'm an embarrassment to my family, so <laughs> ask my grandma. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sad but true. I sit in my room alone. Uh-huh. Their dad brings in this cuckoo clock, this very ornate cuckoo clock that he says is magical, but doesn't seem to know why. Because um, it costs so much money. <laughs> Fred Jewey. No. <laughs> Fred Jewey. <laughs> it must be from France. Now, would you buy something knowing that it's broken or something's wrong with it and the shop owner won't tell you what it is? But it's magical, man. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, you're paying. You're paying for that magic because uh, he says there's something wrong with this cuckoo clock, but he won't tell me what it was. Mm, maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. Maybe I mean, that makes it more valuable. I'm going to buy it even more then. I mean, if you if you've been keeping your eye on it, I I don't know. As a as a as a shopkeep that has has stuff in their store that some of the things may or may not be 100, percent but they might be something somebody wants. I mean, you can't put a price on on what somebody wants and is willing to spend on something that that they feel has an intrinsic value to them. So if the if and and the the cuckoo clock might not have actually been that that much even though it was broken, you know, maybe they talked him down on the price. But well, if, remember the mom later on says that he charges an arm and a leg. Oh. Was he missing an arm and a leg? <laughs> Shoot. Was he the hair? Oh my gosh! It cost him his hair. Uh, well, I, I guess you should put it on your in at the store. Magical broken missing pieces section. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm gonna all the GoBots and Transformers that we have that are and GI Joe figures that are missing. Beware! You might make your sibling disappear. Beware. But uh, no, no. It's I mean, like honestly, like if I saw something that I really wanted at a place that that look cool that I wanted in my house, like a, a cuckoo clock or something like that, that may or may not work. And I thought maybe I might, you know, it might make the decor look cool or I had a big open room that it would look good in like they have. Sure. I'd pop on it. Have any of you ever run into an actual working cuckoo clock? I've never seen one. I've seen a lot of broken ones. <laughs> yeah. No, never like a working one. I, my grand, my grandparents, when I was a kid, uh, my dad's parents had a big giant clock. I have a picture of myself next to it. And my cousins were like, I never seen that clock. And I was like, because shortly after that picture was taken, I uh, broke that clock. It yeah. literally fell over. And uh, I was never allowed to touch anything of value again. And now you've been in a time warp since ever, ever since then. Yeah, no, no. But like, I, uh, it was definitely one of those instances in which I think from that point on, I was branded as the the kid that breaks everything in the house. I was the bad cousin, the disappointment in the family. <laughs> That's why you uh, went into the clown business. I did. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, oh, right away, Tara decides to go touch it, gets in trouble. And then later on, as he's going upstairs, he find he hears her dad getting mad at her again, his dad getting mad at her again, uh, for trying to touch it again. Right away, he's like, "Yes, she's finally getting in trouble." But now I have an idea how to get her even more in trouble. Oh yeah! Wakes up in the middle of the night. Um, he's a man with a plan. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. When I wake up in the middle of the night and trying to go through my house, even when I was a kid, I feel like I was always able to just navigate without any issues. And um, and like especially with some but in, in series and stuff like that where people are trying to go through the through the middle of the, of the night and, and darkness, they always seem to like bump into stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I've never done that, though. I've I've stubbed my toe once or twice, but that's about it. You're a master. Yeah, I would say as a kid, I was bumping into stuff all the time. This is a common problem I had. Like even right now? Yeah, presently, sure. I, I turn tri- the lights on all the time. I mean, I, I love being in the dark, so I'm probably I just got used to it. So I'm tripping over cats all the time. That's why I take <laughs> a stair lifter to get down the stairs because the cat can't get on it. <laughs> well, especially in college, I moved around so much. Yeah, I never knew where what house I was in. <laughs> you just woke up in a place and it was like time traveling. <laughs> where am I? I mean, yeah, I did that all the time during my college years. But yeah, um, one day, one day everything's fine. The next day, you wake up. You're working at a McDonald's. You've been working the fry. You've been the fry cook for three years. You didn't know you're dating the you're dating the girl that's doing the hamburger, the the Big Macs. You're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I've been here oh, for three years. That's, oh, that's just me. I was talking about. Huh? <laughs> like, oh, that's not the blackouts I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. That was just me. Disappointment. I was in the I was in the club one day, and then the next thing I went, I'm waking up and at two days later. Two days later, I was going to say two days, and then you're married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, he decides to go down there. He navigates his uh, maze of a, an obstacle course of a house, and it's he, a big house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, he what does his dad magically, do? he coincidentally gets there as the bird is coming out of the of the clock. A little and, too coincidentally. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, and he turns the head on the oh. bird. Which, I mean, if you look at this bird, how old did it look? That head would have come off. It would have been oh. like a Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you'd have to duck it back on. <laughs> oh, that would uh, be great. He wakes up the next morning, and it's three days earlier, uh, the day of his birthday. He's realizing it's the same day that, that, that it's already happened. He's noticing that it's the beat for beat the same, pretty much the same thing. Um, he still falls. He still gets embarrassed by his sister. He still he, he he tries to change these things, but he can't do it. Like he goes in a different door, out a different door. He yeah, like and she's still there. She's still there. Doesn't learn his lesson. Next morning he wakes up. He's six years old, <gasps> and his sister is no longer there. Yep, perfect. The clock is not there though. Oh no. Because what it's six years earlier and the Google clock is still at the antique store. Um, he tries to he he abandons his um, his birthday party, which to his get at that point his guests take advantage and take his gifts. Which I mean I think that's pretty like that's fair brazen of those children. <laughs> I don't say that's fair. You you left your own party. <laughs> you left you your party. This. I, those kids already know what's in those packages. That's true. They're like, oh, sweet. I needed this. I needed this to complete my Megazord, and I know what's inside it. It is the turtle. <laughs> um, what's it called? What was I going to say? Oh, he leaves the he leaves it, right? He goes to the antique store. And is this my imagination, or did he almost get abducted? I think he almost did, man. It was he almost creepy. went to go help find somebody's puppy. That's what was about to happen there. Yeah, that they they call him a scary man in the in the notes, but uh, that is that's a creeper if I've ever seen one. It's a, and they even they even do a uh, 
a commercial break right when you see the hand come up and, and touch him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, they knew the what they were doing. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, As an adult, I, I got the chills. On YouTube. I saw a clip on YouTube and it says, this is the scariest scene any Goosebumps episode ever. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, this kid is going someplace and it's and it's not time travel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he gets to the he gets to the antique store and they're closed for vacation. No, he can't get in. He can't he can't figure it out. He tries to tell his parents that he's time traveling. Of course, they're not going to believe him. Although they should have, when the first time he says that he's in a time warp, they should have remembered. Did he need to say this six years ago? <laughs> um, but that was that was six years in the future. They wouldn't have known. No, 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 no. Remember, whatever he does in the past it affects oh, the future still. It affects the future. So, oh. They should have remembered. They should have remembered in the future. Oh. He's, he's time traveling. Our son is time traveling. He's a time traveler. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's kind of like the toaster in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> the brave um, little toaster? Yeah. The, yes. That's the next day he wakes up, he's a baby. Well, he's a toddler, right? Yeah. He's toddling around. Uh, he can't talk, but he can make noises. And his parents are talking about going to the antique store. His mom doesn't want to go. He decides he wants to jump up and down to show that he wants to go. He's fussy. He's a fussy yeah. butt. And then they decide to take his temperature. <laughs> the only way that they can back in the 80s. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. He even says it. Not that. Not that. And, and honestly, like, uh, I remember like growing up as a kid, like, I think that that was the, the standard as, you know, temperature taking. And, uh, like, honestly, when during, during all this time, uh, like of the COVIDs, whenever they said, take your temperature, I was like, instantly my mind was like, Oh God. I have a friend. I have a friend. who. who one time we were out drinking, we were yeah. all talking about growing up and being sick and all that. And he's like, yeah. And then they have to do take your temperature. And we all looked at him. I'm like, like what? You all didn't have to do that. <laughs> like, no. Oh, yeah. he's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> now they just scan your head. Kids are so lucky now. Um. Anyways, I want to talk about his parents. He's showing up to the antique store. Mm-hmm. And then leaving the kid in the middle of the antique store by himself. Yeah, and his dad has hair. He does hair. He's hair. When he was six years old, the first thing he says, "Hair." Um, but no, I'm I'm serious. He he. They show up to the antique store. The shop owner greets them, and then they take off and leave him right there in the middle of nowhere, with near the opening of the door. Yeah, he's in his cart. He's fine. It's the '80s. Nobody cares. He's really in the cart, he gets out pretty easily. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's agile. He's yeah, he's been around for twenty. He's been around for 12, 24 years, right? Yeah, he's 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 12 been four, twelve back. Yeah, yeah. Well, he gets up. <laughs> he could be a, he could be an Olympic athlete. Well, I mean, he's he should go to the American Ninja Warrior because he's able to climb this um, these. Uh, I don't know what it is. This furniture that's in the Teak Store. He's able to get up to the cuckoo clock, mm-hmm. and. Uh, as the clock comes out, his parents figure out what he's doing. He's on a perch. They're going to go get him. As soon as they touch him to pick him up, he he's able to touch the the bird and turn its head back around. 
So then he does that. He falls back in in his uh, normal time frame, uh, and he gets in trouble for touching the clock. <laughs> not before, uh, like he he does this, something else. Like happens to the clock too. He drops something, yeah, and knocks yeah. out the year eighty eight. Which um, this this is what made me feel old. <laughs> That's the year my wife was born. <laughs> yeah, um, eighty eight. It's now missing from the from the uh, clock. Um, go to the current time. They're going to make him a sandwich. He's gonna, like, I'm going to go get Tara. And there is no Tara. Like who? The year that she was born is gone. Twilight Zone twist. I wouldn't go back for her. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm serious. I wouldn't go back for her. <laughs> if I was him, I would not go back for her. He, he thinks about it. And then he's like, maybe. He pauses for effect. This, this is where, like, okay, so Tara is a psychopath. And this is where Michael is the sociopath because he's like, I could do it, but I'm not going to. I like life the way it is. Oh, what do you guys think of this episode? I liked it. <laughs> it was good. Not as not as scary as the haunted mask, but certainly up there with like creepy as a kid, time traveling, siblings gone awry. I think this episode more than in, more than the haunted mask is a little bit more aligned with what the series is all about. It's not super scary. It's not to the point where like everything turns out great. Like I said before, it's like the Twilight Zone where there's always like a little twist at the end. And that's what I really liked about these episodes. Yeah. That or about the series is that things never ended the way that you think they should end. True. I think like as an adult watching this, um, the idea of going back in time and continually getting younger and not having the control over what you know you can do or should do because you're getting younger and people won't listen to you. That in itself is a scary idea. And all of a sudden you're now a baby and you can't communicate and that would suck. It's like, it, it's, it's that, uh, it's, uh, Benjamin button. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and it's like, Oh man, I know time is winding down in a reverse kind of way and I can't get out of it unless I do this one thing. And the one thing I need to do, no one will let me do, let me do the thing. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> And I keep getting smaller and I can't, I can't do the one thing. That's scary. That, that, that would freak me out. What I want to know is if this little girl ever came out and did anything else other than this. Let's see. I, I don't know. She has. Yeah. There's a, I like the fact that they, they do recycle some of the characters uh, and actresses and actors in the, in the show itself. So they do come back as various um people or you know either the same character or a different character it's kind of cool wait till we get to uh say cheese and die oh classic title i remember that being so funny i mean you all know who comes out of that one right baby goose goose yeah this is that's a that's that's a that's a classic Mm -hmm. i remember reading that one too i remember reading is it two or three of those say cheese and die books I, those are another ones that I saw. I read. I read the first one too. I read the very first one. I read, the reason I read the first one is because my cousin decided he he was going to sign up for the, the ah, monthly thing. Yeah, and, and then um, and then our moms found all the books and threw them away. So. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh no! You spent all this money on this. You all spent the money. That's that's the worst. That's like yeah. I don't know. One, like parents finding your books and then throwing them away is horrible in itself. But just like the fact that it's, yeah. Like, would you rather, rather catch me watch, reading these or reading uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? Ooh. Yeah. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. <laughs> All right. So uh, 
I was hoping this is one of those episodes that that David had never seen. Um, I'm gonna ask, I can't remember if I've seen this one or not because I, again, I watch these all as reruns, and I can't remember if it was on Fox on Saturday mornings or like Cartoon Network's Halloween specials. But I remember seeing all the books as a kid. I remember the Blob one. There was like a this, mm-hmm. uh, evil typewriter that like this huge blob controlled. Um, great cover, but also I've seen most of the episodes in there. This show I'm very familiar with because I was huge into Goosebumps. There's like just enough scary that I could go to bed, but not as scary as like some of the other shows we watch. Yeah, no, definitely. It's one of those, I guess it's an anthology show based on the books because the books are that are anthology and the, they're not too scary. They're, they're for kids and they're just scary enough. Um, I sometimes wish they were a little bit scary when I was growing up, but I knew what they, I knew what they were. I knew, I, I read the book, so I knew, I knew what that was going to happen. You knew what you're getting into. So for the most you part, the they box. do stay pretty, pretty um, close to the books. There's some episodes that really stray a lot, but for the most part, they, I think they, they stay faithful. So, I mean, these episode reviews for Goosebumps is something I've been wanting to do for a while, for a long time, actually. So I'm glad that we're actually able to do it now. Me too. I, I, for somebody that's like watched, um, a smattering of them. I didn't watch them when they, they first came out, but uh, babysitting uh, friends, kids and stuff like that. And just like, Oh, Hey, you guys want to watch this? And they're like, yeah, that's cool. Like, cause you know, the parents wouldn't, wouldn't let them watch it. So go to Hollywood or uh, whatever and rent a video and, you know, grab a couple of them and bring them home or bring them back to the house and like throw them in and kids would be freaking out and I'd just be like laughing, you know, eating popcorn. <laughs> Cause like the kids would be just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm pumped to continue watching these. And me too. Um, we'll see you next, I guess the next time around, the next time around, we're going to be doing the girl who cried monster. Sweet. And then welcome to camp nightmare. Welcome to camp nightmare. is one of the, one of my favorite ones. It's most more twilight zone mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I don't think I remember this one. So I'm excited to rewatch it. Yep. So in the first Six episodes, you get two two parters. Mm-hmm. I, I know, like when I the show that I used to watch a lot of, and maybe we can we can jump down that rabbit hole is uh, Erie, Indiana. Oh yeah. So and uh, and that was that was one that I was like, I don't know. I think I was probably probably on the cusp of too old to watch this. If my friends find out, they're gonna laugh at me when it was out. But I was I was into it. I was like, I gotta watch. It's this. on Prime right now. Yeah, it was it was oh, so good. I was I would watch it the other day and I'm like wait why didn't this episode happen or why didn't you know and then I'm like oh I saw the other one the next gen- dimension and mm-hmm. it was on that one I'm like holy crap I am remembering the two different Erie Indianas as one as one show <laughs> as one show well they technically they they are intertwined but yeah it was just I mean that that's a, like I mean both both of these series are just really good snapshots of uh, good, good shows that definitely filled a gap and bridged horror for, for young people in the nineties, uh, horror and kind of freaky, freaky stuff that if, if things were out there that can you hear my cat in the background? Oh my gosh, she is, she's hollering to get into the office. She's so used to me being in the office at work and then wanting to be in here right now. Oh, she's like (laughs) the death cry. Oh my gosh. There's a book called cry at the cat. I think. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning. She's like, Oh, the litter box has got a turd in it. Please clean it. (laughs) 
I'm like, it wouldn't be in there if you didn't make it. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, bridging the horror gap for kids and I mean young adults and stuff like that is this these these things are just awesome. And I'm glad we're reviewing. Another uh, series I want to look over is Tales from the Crypt Keeper, the Ooh. three seasons cartoon um, versions of Tales from the Crypt. Heck yeah. Have you seen those, David? Um, which part of Tales of the Crypt? No, not, not Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Oh, no, not at all. The cartoon. Oh, there's a car. Ooh, that sounds cool. All right, and the next thing then. Those were, those were awesome. There's another one that I saw Saturday mornings. Um, so. I think the first two seasons were on CBS and then the third season was on ABC or the vice versa. One of those two. And um, what I'm going to continue to do with these, when I'm looking at these episodes, especially because I'm um, for the dark or, or area Indiana is try to evaluate them, not as an adult, but looking at them as a kid. Cause that's what they came out when we were kids and that's what they were aimed for. So it's kind of unfair to kind of look at them as an adult. Oh, Saul was gonna put his kid hat on. We've um we've we gone a long year, but it was good because we 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 um talked about three different episodes, two two different episodes with three different um technically three episodes. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for for joining us here on on Nerds in the Crypt talking about goosebumps. Let us know what episodes your favorite. Let us know what episodes you want us to cover. I think we're gonna go ahead and do them in order. As they show up on the Goosebumps Wiki, uh, if, like I said, if we're going to be looking at something, uh, I, I would go by the dates and the times on on that one rather than on a streaming service. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go by that. Anyways, uh, that just shows that I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll see you guys next time here on Nerd from the Crypt. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.